If you like myths, legends, and just good old stories, come join me, Canadian Girl, over at Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, where I try to find out what's going on over here. We look for lost gold, we chase mermaids, look for sunken ships, discover stories about amazing women in Canadian history, blow up mountains, and just recently, we were hunting for giants. And they say nothing ever happens here. You can find me on most of your podcast apps, and most likely, where you found this awesome podcast that you're listening to now. Again, it's Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, and I'm Canadian Girl. I hope you'll join me on my next adventure. Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious... The legendary and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I am Shazne. And I'm Sandy. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Again. With a new episode. Just for you. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're so funny. Oh, hilarious. How's it going, Sandy? Pretty good, finally. I am at peace. Well, not really. But I'm doing well. I tried the ghost pepper McChicken at McDonald's. What? That's a thing? It was so good. I like, had no idea. I tried the jalapeno one, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. Then I tried the habanero one, and it was supposed to be spicier, but like I personally didn't find it spicy at all. So when I'm like, the ghost pepper one is out, and I'm so ready. And it was good. Like, it was spicy, but, like, I wouldn't say it was, like, my mouth was on fire spicy. But mm-hmm. as you know, I only eat spicy food ever. Yes. It's going to give me an ulcer one day. <laughs> like my mom, but she never stopped eating spicy It'll food. It'll be worth it. I think so. Happiness is worth it. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Exactly. Uh, but it was good. Like, it was, yeah, it was better than I thought it would be. I'd just say up up the spice a little bit. Mm. Anyway, that's my review that no one asked for. How are you? (laughs) Um, I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta work, work, work for that money, right? (laughs) I took like a 30 minute nap before I came. Understandable. Yeah, I was so tired. I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um... What else? Not a whole bunch. Maybe in the future I might have some things to talk about that are in the works, but not yet. I feel that. Mm-hmm. So you may have noticed <laughs> a, a certain tidbit at the beginning of the podcast. So oh, right. go <laughs> listen to our good friend, Canadian girl, over at Nothing Ever Happens in Canada. Because nothing ever happens here. At all. So go listen, and she'll tell you all about it. Yeah. It's really good. I had no idea, but there was so many, like, politics involved with maple syrup. Did I say that last week? I don't know. But I am still in shock over that. Maple syrup, it's quite the epidemic here. Apparently. I feel so, like... Like a fake Canadian, because I don't even know if I've tried real maple syrup before. I have. I didn't like it. But it's one of the p- times that I can say, like, leave me alone, I'm American. 
Yeah, at least you have an excuse. Well, it's like when we went to Smoke's Poutinery, like, after the escape room on my birthday, I remember I asked, like, if I could get, like, pulled pork poutine without gravy. Mm -hmm. And the guy looked at me like I was an idiot. He's like, you can't have poutine without gravy. And I was like, fine. And, like, I didn't end up getting anything because he just made me feel so bad about it. Really? Yeah, but looking back, I should have been like, uh, actually, I'm American, so... (laughs) But I kind of agree. Like, once it has, like, other sauces on it, like, I don't... I'm not a huge fan of those, like, really mixed up poutines. Like, me I, neither. I like my poutine a poutine. Like, I really like... Like, I don't like poutine. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I like asking for a pulled pork poutine, like, quotation smart around that, where it's just, like, fries and then pulled pork on top. Yeah. I re- I'm really into that. And that's what I wanted. But he was just like, you need the cheese curds and you need the gravy. And I was like, I'm just going to go to McDonald's then. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just been like, fine, just give me a basket of fries with pulled pork on top. Yeah, and that's what I, like, that's what I was just asking. Like, God, like, I'm sorry. Gosh. Yeah. There's a lot, also a lot of politics involved in poutine. I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I just don't like it. That's fair. Like, I like other Canadian things. Yeah. I like shepherd's pie. That's Canadian? Yeah. Huh. I think. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Okay. The thing is, I don't like pizza. What? But if I were to eat it, for some reason, I prefer it with pineapple on it. Good. That's Canadian. Is it? Yeah. Not Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's called Hawaiian, but it's from Quebec or something. I believe it. Yeah, I don't... I don't really like pizza. I might have one, might have one slice. Uh, usually, I'm like, today is the day that I start loving pizza. I take one bite, and I'm like, never mind. Mm, yeah. Um, but I do like pineapple on pizza. Actually, the other day, I got, like, you know those Facebook notifications of, like, memories from, like, a year ago. Yep. So two years ago on this day, I had posted about how I loved pineapple on pizza. And my sister commented and said, you're going... Or, no, she said, you are sinning. And this is still the best thing I've ever said to her. And I replied and I said, well, then I'll see you in hell. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Anyways, yeah. hope you liked that. <laughs> Our little rant about <laughs> Canadian cuisine. <sighs> um, I do have some business to take care of. Ah, So, last week... I talked a little bit about Peggy. Actually, I didn't talk a lot at all about Peggy the doll. I just said if you wanted to, go listen to it and that's why we drink. And you should. But I said the wrong episode number. It's actually episode 79 instead of 80 whatever the the hell I said. So just clean that up. Other things, I checked uh, who gave us iTunes reviews because we're really bad at checking. Oh, yeah. So nothing ever happens in Canada. Thank you, Undercover Coven, Mainland Podcast, Creep It Real, and a user named Waffle033. Also, Mainland Podcast said we were sweet and honest, and I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, thank you. We try. Thank you so much. You know, it's actually kind of funny, because before we started this episode, Shazne goes, just lie, I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just, like, out me? (laughs) I outed you. That's my business. Do you have any business to take care of? Just keep reviewing, guys. Yeah, please. Like, like, I went on to American iTunes. We, like, when we type out our name, we still are not showing up. So, please, Americans. Love us. Love us. Like, write, write reviews so other people can find us. Canadians can find us. Thank you. 
fellow Canadians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Americans, please. Please. And everywhere else. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, we got listeners in, like, the craziest places. I know. It surprises me. Me too. I'm glad they like us. I'm glad you like us. Thank you so much. And please reach out to us. Yeah, please email us your ghost stories. Yeah. I mean, I love my ghost stories, but what are your ghost stories? Yeah, I would love it if people would share their stories with us and and let us know if you want it on us to read it on the pod too because we would be more than happy to share them yeah um i guess that's it i i think that's pretty much okay i totally forgot and i really wanted to mention this and i can't believe i almost forgot so ale from undercover coven she messaged me or us she messaged her instagram but she was talking to me (laughs) And she's like, I have a theory about the missing stuff that in your house. Maybe it wasn't a ghost. Maybe it was Blendis, which uh, translates to elves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? Um, They're widely believed pretty much everywhere. Though, like, my parents never really enforced the belief of Blendis. Because they thought it was funny. They're like, that's dumb. It's just like (laughs) a little man. But my grandparents, every time I was in Mexico to keep us inside, they're like, like... Which means, like, the elves are going to show themselves to you if you're wandering around. (laughs) So I was always scared of wandering around in tall grass when the sun was going down. And I'm like, this fucking elf is going to jump out at me. And I am not okay with that. But anyways, just a little tidbit. Latin American folklore. Hope you enjoyed it. This week's topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I have something to add to that. I read the conversation because I always get notifications for them. Um, And you guys were talking about elves and... I think it's Allie, right? Mm-hmm. Allie mentioned something about leaving, like, a... A bowl of sugar. A bowl of sugar. I I don't know if these are, like... I'm pretty sure they're real creatures in some folklore, but did you ever re- read Spiderwick? I loved Spiderwick. So okay, did Sylvia. do you remember the brownies that live in the house? I think so. They're, like, little elves that live in the house, and, they, and then, like, if they get mad, they turn into something else. Yeah, and then you have to give them, like, honey or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then, But they'll steal your stuff and move it around, yeah. but if they're, like, good brownies, like, they'll clean your house and stuff. Yeah. That's always, like, been an on-running on running joke in my house with my mom, which, <laughs> shout out to you, mom. She's, Hi. She always bugs me, but I never talk about her. Oh, we should talk about her and more. And she's, like, she listens as soon as the podcast comes oh, out. She? Okay, <laughs> Shazley's mom is, like, the sweetest person ever. I remember... One time, I, like, had spent the night at Shazney's house. This was recently. I don't even know why. I was just, like, I crashed on the couch, I think, because Ian didn't want to come pick me up. And I was like, whatever, I'll just sleep here. Yeah. And then the next morning, I see her mom. And she goes, Sandy, it's so nice to see you again. And I was like, ugh. And, like, it's so, like, small, but I hadn't seen her in so long. And it was nice that she was happy to see my beautiful face, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, everybody has, like, the best memories about my mom saying things to them. And you're like, God, I wish my mom was Yeah, nice. right? <laughs> I wish my mom was nice to me. Well, it's like, every time I see my mom, she's like, oh, how's Shaznay? Except yeah. she's always had a hard time saying your name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she'd always get really frustrated. That's I mean, she's better funny. at it now, but... That's funny. Uh, yeah. When your, like, parents love your friends more than they love you. Then they hate you. Well... <laughs> But yeah. Oh well. Okay. Finally. Anyways, finally. This week's topic. Um. What? I don't even know what it is. We okay. Just... So we're kind of talking about internet, internet 
challenges, but, like, the bad ones. But, like, are there not... any good ones? Okay, yeah, you're right. There. I was well, just thinking, okay. what are other ones? Oh, there was the Tide Pod. Then there was the cinnamon one. Why were people eating spoonfuls of cinnamon? Yeah, Tide Pod, people, like, got poisoned. People were cinnamon dying. Cinnamon challenge, people died. Were they? Yeah, someone, oh. like, collapsed her. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, oh I shouldn't laugh, but... <laughs> Lobster lung or something. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. There was that one where people were climbing up on really tall buildings to take selfies. Oh, yeah. So many people, so many people died. died. Um, um, sure there were other weird ones. But one that I don't, I don't know, I never looked this up, but I don't think anybody got hurt was Chubby Buddy. What was that? Was the marshmallows marshmallows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's just, like, silly. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Watch a shove marshmallows no in face. I would. I would look Let's so cute. Let's do peeps. The marshmallow Ooh, bird? yes. Easter special. For Easter. <laughs> oh my god. I'm glad we don't have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We yeah, are next to Easter. Maybe. Um, so yeah, we're doing internet challenges, games. Yeah, they're really bad. So uh, we would like don't to make them. a trigger warning. Oh yes. Um, for mine involves self-harm and uh, So does mine. So just as a whole... Be aware if that's something that upsets you and you don't want to listen to it. We will not be offended. Uh, but at least download the episode to give us <laughs> a <the> stat. <laughs> so, Leave a review. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess we'll just go. Mm-hmm. So, I picked this one because I was getting so tired of seeing the stupid picture I'll everywhere. Say. And I was getting so tired of all these moms freaking out. And yeah. I'm like, you're making a big deal. Out of but whatever. So, I'm talking about the Momo challenge. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you know what it is. (laughs) It's literally been going on for, like, six months at least. I know. Um, but I'm gonna talk about it here. Yay. So I can vent out my frustrations. So, the Momo Challenge, or game, whatever you want to call it, was spread on Facebook and other social media outlets. The game, or challenge, whatever, I'm gonna call it, I don't don't know, whatever. Anyways, is played through the messaging service called WhatsApp. So, you type in the number that's said to be Momo's number, and you can interact with her. Begin sending creepy messages and commands that escalate to violence and suicide. Refusal to follow the commands given by Momo are met with threats and or gory pictures. I don't know what the threats are, but gory pictures. Fabulous. I know. So, the game is said to have started in Mexico when I wrote, hey, what's up? <laughs> Uh, which I believe because WhatsApp is huge in Mexico, and I'm pretty sure it's huge in a lot of parts of the world, but definitely Latin America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how on the radio people are like, oh, text this number or whatever. In Mexico, it's like, send us a message on WhatsApp and send all yeah. your stuff through WhatsApp. Like, they... Yeah, when I was down there for my three-week class, um, they made us download it for interacting yeah. down there because we didn't all have, like, cell service. Yeah. Yeah. And they all, the internet, everyone so. interacts through WhatsApp. Um, however, it's not really certain where, like, it started. We just think it's Mexico. Like, there's been other cases in, like, Argentina and Brazil. So, like, usually when they talk about, like, where it started, they'll just say Latin America as a whole. Yeah. So, teenagers were challenged to communicate with Momo. It gained so much traction that the Computer Crime Investigation Unit of the state of Tabasco got involved. So, this Mexican state, um, like... Yeah, the crime investigation unit just got involved because they're like, oh, this creature, I guess, is telling teens to hurt themselves. Yeah. Uh, The Mexican government even issued a warning to parents 
to watch uh, who their kids were talking to on WhatsApp and just to keep an eye on them, basically. Isn't it, like, really easy to just add people you don't know on there? I don't know. Oh. Okay. I, I have WhatsApp because my parents have it Mm -hmm. and they made me download them or download it when they were in Mexico so we communicate and usually the only people I communicate with on WhatsApp are like my relatives Mm -hmm. so I don't know but basically all you like from my understanding you just need a phone number Mm -hmm. um and anytime I put like a new contact contact in my phone if they have a WhatsApp then they'll show up on my WhatsApp okay yeah um So the challenge spread throughout the rest of the world. Uh, Pakistan's government also issued a warning to the public about Momo. In the Philippines, uh, police issued a warning after an 11-year-old boy committed suicide by a drug overdose. It said there was a link, like allegedly there was a link to this child talking to Momo, but like it's unofficial and Mm -hmm. there's not much evidence. So like it doesn't, like, I don't know. It's not a strong link. In France, a father claimed that his son committed suicide after talking to Momo. And in the U.S., Momo appeared in the game Minecraft in the form of in-game skins. And oh. a police officer in Ohio saw that like this Momo was in his son's game and he was worried that that would lead to his son wanting to contact Momo and lead to his son getting hurt. Okay. Uh, so parents are concerned. They want to keep their kids safe, which I get. But... This is a hoax. It's all fake. Momo doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah. Like it comes off as being some sort of almost like a, a real-life being. Like yeah. Like a mystical, kind of supernatural but being. But Momo is not real. Yeah, it's not real. Uh, not only is Momo not real, there are no reported cases of kids killing themselves because of Momo. Now, if you use any of the phone numbers, like, you'll get no response. Or they'll be like, this number's not... Yeah, it's really easy to just download WhatsApp and make your own phone number and put Momo's picture on it. Yeah, so, like, sorry, try contacting Momo. Momo's not going to respond. And I wrote, lame, I know. (laughs) Uh, So I'm sure everyone has seen the creepy-ass picture of Momo. If you haven't, why? But, like, go look it up, I guess. Like, it's creepy as fuck. Um, It is. The the thing in the picture has bulging eyes, a beak-like mouth, and scraggly black hair. And the thing in the picture is actually a sculpture created by an artist in Japan. So whoever started this hoax, I guess, saw this picture of this sculpture and was like, hey, that's creepy as fuck. Like, wouldn't it be fun if I did that? That's what I'm imagining happened mm-hmm. and created this fake challenge. So parents freaked out when they heard about this challenge. And the me- and the only thing the media has done was, like, amplify the hysteria They truly believe their kids are in danger, so many parents took to social media to warn other parents. They're, like, people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and people saw this, they panicked, and they started sharing this, like, this warning without fact-checking and seeing, like, how in danger their kids were of being in contact with this thing. Yeah. Um, I wrote hashtag fake news. Uh, so this is incredibly harmful because not only are you spreading false information, but you're causing to the moral panic. Like, yeah, people are panicking. People don't feel safe. They're like, are scared for their children. Like, have some respect. So my mom actually talked to me about this. <laughs> uh, a YouTube video of Peppa Pig going on a picnic 
It was all nice, like a Peppa Pig I love cartoon. Peppa Pig. Do you? Well, from what I've seen, she's pretty sassy. She is very sassy. Oh, I watched so much Peppa Pig because I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> so it appears great. And then suddenly Momo appears and she says, slice your leg and you'll never meet me. Or slice your wrist and your parents will never see me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That That's that, I guess. So this video, again, added to the hysteria. However, there are no cases of children hurting themselves because of these videos. Also, like, not many kids watched the video. Mm-hmm. After this, YouTube took down Momo content um, in regards to, like, Peppa Pig and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and from what I read, there's no Momo content on the YouTube Kids app. Uh, but, like, to say, like, there's none at all, I think, would be a bit of a stretch because the internet's so big. But for the most part, it's a very slim chance that your kid's going to run into Momo on the YouTube Kids app. Yeah. Um, also... There are tons of children cartoon videos on YouTube that are edited to be horrific. And I have a personal story. Yeah. So, I have a cousin. Her name's Ivana. She's three. I think she's turning four. Oh, yeah. She turns... Uh, f- Wait, no. That's not... T- yeah, she's three. Four? I don't know. She's one of those two ages. And she loves Peppa Pig. Okay. It's like most kids do in 2019. They love Peppa Pig. So her parents would give her like the iPad or tablet and they just let her go through YouTube by herself. Mm -hmm. So she found this Peppa Pig video and it started off all nice and great. And then suddenly Peppa Pig takes out a knife and starts stabbing Mm -hmm. her parents. She decapitates her brother and goes on a murderous rampage. So Ivana freaks out. Throwing the freaking tablet, she starts crying oh and screaming, and she cannot watch Peppa Pig for three months. Oh my god, that poor kid! And my my uncle and aunt, they're like, well, that's what you get for, like, constantly being on, the, like, in front of the screens. But after that, they got YouTube kids, and are like, hey, you're only allowed to watch stuff on here. Which, like, fair. But... Basically, like, watch what your kid like. Yeah. If they're just on YouTube, like, you can't expect them to be completely safe from everything out there. Mm-hmm. There are people who like for fun. They take the children cartoons, and they make Peppa Pig decapitate her brother. Why? I don't know. They're just into it. I guess. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Even on the YouTube Kids app, like, you gotta re- realize YouTube. It's not like some sort of safe wall. Like. Yeah. It's content creators, like, like normal people that post those things. And there's, there is some, like, regulation and, uh, I guess, things that they have to, like, guidelines that they have to follow. But sometimes those things just slip through. Yeah. Um, it's, and I, I also, like, thinking about this, like, you know, not to generalize, but there are a lot of people, like, older people who... Like, really think the internet is inherently bad, and they think that technology is bad. And you know those dumb comics of, like, kids holding a book and being like, how do you turn it on? Like, oh, I hate yeah. those stupid comics. But I feel like this, like, just reinforces their beliefs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the internet's so bad, and what has, like, this come to? So, like, that's really annoying. But also, like... While there's a lot of bad things with the internet, there's also a lot of good. And I just feel like these parents should really... 
be more aware of what's out. Like, the internet's a huge part of our lives. Like, you mm-hmm. should be aware of, like, what's a hoax and what isn't. Also, I'm just tired of seeing all these moms on <laughs> my Facebook going, protect your kids. How to, like, there's this one mom that I went to church with and she was posting, like, religious articles about how to protect your kids from Momo. And what? I was like, oh my God. No, oh, that's just, like, no, what you need to do is if something like this comes up and, like, you know it's out there and like, your child might possibly come across it, is sit them down and discuss it with them. Yeah. Be like, hey, so there's this thing that's kind of popping up in videos. If you see it, I need you to come let me know, but don't yeah. be afraid. Yeah, like, it's, don't make them afraid to go back on the internet. It's a mean joke that somebody is putting out there and it's not real. Yeah, exactly. And don't I, be like... Like, I don't know, when you say religious articles, I just think of people, like, praying that Momo won't hurt their child and stuff. But, like, Momo doesn't, Momo isn't real. Yeah. And I, (laughs) like, reading all these articles, they all kind of ended with the same conclusion, and that was this Momo is affecting parents more than it is children. And that makes, like, internet trolls, they take take advantage of that. Yeah. And that's why Momo is now in these children's videos and stuff. Because, like I said, six months ago, Momo popped up as just this, like, WhatsApp challenge. Mm-hmm. And then it got, it blew up then, and now it's blown up again because parents are freaking out about it. So parents, stop. Chill, dude. Yeah, and then if your kid sees, like, you're scared, like, I guess depending on how old your kid is also, then they'll be scared. And then they'll be like, there's something out there to hurt me. Like, you don't want your kid living in fear either. No. Um, but anyway, I wrote... In conclusion, this game isn't real. It's only affecting parents. No links of suicide with Momo. Momo is a fucking statue. Also, if you don't want your kids to stumble onto weird shit on YouTube, then, like, there's parental don't, blocks. Yeah, there's parental blocks. Don't let them go on YouTube. So, yeah. Short, sweet, to the point, I think. I don't know. We kind of ranted. Whatever. But, yeah. I was just excited, like, scrolling through Facebook before bed and then, like, oh, there's Momo. Uh, I know, it just keeps popping up. It's like, do you remember a few years ago when that woman found that, like, wand at the dollar store? Oh, yeah. And if you peeled back the foil, and had that creepy picture of the girl? Yeah. Like, I remember when that was in the news, and that picture just popped up everywhere, and I was like, ugh, I don't want to see that. I know. It's just, it just adds negativity to your day, you know? Yeah, I already have enough negativity to add to my day. I don't need you to do it for me. (laughs) Okay. So, I have another one of those, uh, you know, challenges that kind of freaked out the whole mass of the world for some reason. Classic. Yeah. And, you know, lots of times it is, like, media outlets that just blow it out of proportion. And so I'm like, Ugh. When we took journalism class, we know. That's what they do best. Oh, yeah. We, we are, like, professional journalists. I know. Now every time I watch the news, I'm like, ugh, I know all your sneaky tricks. Uh-huh. The code of ethics and everything. Ugh. Yeah. I watched that one movie, but I don't remember. The one about the guy who was lying about yeah. all his his articles. Or not all of them, but, like, most of them. Yeah. I forget what it was called. Me too. <laughs> I remember our te- what our teacher said before she put it in. Yeah, I watched this last night with my fiancé. I fell asleep. <laughs> So we're going to watch it. Yeah, then we laugh. She's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. I was just tired. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I just don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was called either. But, yeah, it was interesting. Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm going to be cover, covering the Blue Whale Challenge, which I'm sure everybody has heard of. 
Mm-hmm. I'll talk to Angela Except about probably this. not my mom, because she doesn't go on Facebook ever. <laughs> oh, does she know about Momo? Probably not. Okay, well, now you do. Okay, so the Blue Whale Challenge. So, the name comes from blue whales, which are known for beaching themselves to end their own lives, supposedly. You know, it's not confirmed that that's why they're doing it. So, what they'll do is they'll swim to the shore and beach themselves, even though they know that they'll die. They'll die. Or at least they should know that they're going to die. So, that's the theory, is that they're just killing themselves for some reason. I just always assume, like, they were on the verge of death, and they're like, oh, this is what you do now. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? If they're sick or something. Yeah. I know, like, other animals do that, too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this is what I assumed. Anyways. Yeah, or it's just a complete accident, or... Yeah, uh, I've thought of that, too. I never thought, like, that this environmental just... factor yeah. that, like, they don't realize that the shore is right there or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a marine biologist. So... If you are, email us. Please. <laughs> Okay, so you join the Blue Whale Challenge by logging into a forum or a website, usually like social media websites, something like WhatsApp, Um, and then you are assigned an administrator who facilitates the challenge, giving you tasks to which you send pictures and proof of committing the tasks. Now, the tasks are not good tasks, (laughs) and the game is played over a span of 50 days, each providing a new challenge for the user. Ultimately, the point of the challenge or game is to have the player, uh, so some of the tasks are like, they screw up their sleep schedule, they wake it up at 4.20 in the morning, they listen to dark or sad or depressing music. Check. (laughs) (laughs) They watch dark or scary films. Check. (laughs) They isolate themselves from their family and peers. No, I'm just joking. Well, I think. I don't know. But yeah, it depends on the day i guess <laughs> yeah sometimes i just want to read um the administrators manipulate these victims into committing self-harm and eventually as a blue whale may they commit suicide that's the idea of the game anyway so the game originally came to light in 2016 when a russian-based media outlet called novea gazeta linked as many as 130 suicides to a group called F57 on a Russian-based social network called VK. Notable deaths include a young Russian teenager who posted a selfie with a train in the background only minutes before she threw herself under it, leading to her death. There is also Yulia Konstantinova and Veronika Volkova, 15 and 16 years old, who were believed to have been manipulated by online hosts into jumping off a large building together, resulting in their deaths. Yulia had posted a picture of a blue whale very recently before her death, as well as Veronica posting quotes such as, Sense is all lost, and I'm just a ghost. There have been others linked to the blue whale challenge as well. There were also reports of young girls involved in these online death groups who were ultimately saved from their involvement. So, like, an online death group is just, um, it'll be, like, a forum or a group chat or something that promotes suicide Mm -hmm. and death. One of these girls had been reported to a school director anonymously, saying she had recently joined a group of death and planned to kill herself soon. The student said she had joined a group and was given tasks to complete, such as cutting 
searching words into her arms and searching for a high-rise building that she could end her life from. This young girl rejected the demands, but others were not so lucky. In response to these online death groups, a 21-year-old man named Philip Badaikin was arrested. It was concluded that Badaikin was a ringleader of at least eight suicidal online groups between 2013 and 2016, resulting in 15 teenage suicides and five attempted suicides. Badaikin was committed to three years of prison for inciting the youth to end their lives, um, and he was from Russia, and I don't think that is nearly enough time. If that was here, like, I feel like... Do you remember that girl? I was just about to bring that up. In the States. Yeah. And she... she... got, like, 15 months, didn't she? What? Yeah, she got... Like, she wasn't convicted with murder. She was convicted with manslaughter. Oh. So she got 15 months. Man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if I... Well, at least in her case, I don't know if I'd call it, like, murder... But, but then again, if it had been, like, someone I was close to that she had done that to, I'd be like... Like, she knew that he was in trouble. Yeah. Just for the listeners, um, if you don't know the case... Yeah, we just talked about <laughs> There was, um, I, she was young, like, teenage... Yeah, she was, like, 16, 17. She had, or her, either ex or her boyfriend at the time, I'm not sure, but he was suicidal and told her that he was planning on killing himself. And when he was trying to back out of it, she... She kept saying no, like... She was pushing him to do it. And then he ultimately did it. Yeah. I mean, we could do an episode just on her. Like, there was so much that, like, to talk about in regards to that. But, um... I don't know. If you're telling people to kill themselves or manipulating them into doing it and stuff... Especially, like, this guy was in his early 20s. So he was an adult. And these were teenagers who we know exactly. have very impressionable minds. That reminds me of um, last year, was it? Or the year before? I was in a sociology class when it was a research sociology class. And we had to do a research essay on like something like sociological. Mm-hmm. So I did mine on emo subculture within adolescent. Mm-hmm. And for those wondering what my title of that essay was, it was, wouldn't it be great if we were dead? How emo subculture affects adolescent mental health. And that was like the best thing ever. I got like, I wrote it the night before and I got like an 85. Anyways, that's, that's a side note. But uh, out of all like uh, the articles I read and everything, like it all basically said the same thing. The reason that adolescent like suicide is so high is because like they see other people doing it so then they do it and like it's not a conscious thing if they're surrounded by that they'll end up doing it Mm -hmm. which is why in a lot of studies I read also they had infiltrated these emo forums where they were like pushing people to kill Mm -hmm. themselves where they were like glorifying um self-harm so these teenagers ended up doing it too. And again, it's not that they're thinking, oh, they're doing it, I'm doing it too. It's just how, like, their brains aren't fully developed yet and that's how they're working. They're surrounded by it, therefore they immerse themselves into it. And I think that's kind of the same of what's happening here. Most people don't realize that teenagers can't think of, like, they they don't realize repercussions for their actions. Exactly. And another reason why adolescent suicide is so high is because they don't see it as an end. Mm -hmm. Like, there was that whole thing with 13 Reasons Why and how, like, it's all about 
life after committing suicide. Mm-hmm. In reality, you know, life goes on with or without you, and that's something that a lot of teenagers don't understand. Yeah. Whereas adults see death as, like, the end, mm-hmm. which is why adult suicide is significantly lower. Like, I'm not an expert. I'm just going by, like, what, yeah. like, I was researching in my classes, but yeah, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're an adult and you're pushing teenagers to do that, yeah, you... Exactly. By the age of 21 or 22, you know that it's not okay to tell people to kill themselves. Yeah. Okay? Like, that is just common sense. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this guy was very screwed up. So, supposedly, uh, Budkin... I don't even know how to say his name. (laughs) Budikin? Budikin? Bud Dyken, no, Bud Dyken. Mr. B. Mr. B would <laughs> Skype <laughs> with potential victims, selecting those who he thought were easiest to manipulate, and request them to commit the heinous demands. He claimed his actions were meant to make the victims happy, giving them the warmth and understanding that they didn't have in their lives. He also claimed that those who died were, as he put it, biological waste and who will only cause harm to society. See, he is just an absolutely disgusting man. Yeah. If you do this, you're disgusting. morals. Yeah. And a bad idea about what this world is. How could... Oh my god. I just... I'm sorry. I work with teenagers. Like, how could you say that they're biological waste that will do nothing but harm to society? Like, I know teenagers are difficult, but they're like kids. Yeah. They're... Like, they're children. (laughs) Like, oh my god. So... He should get more than three years just for saying that, honestly. He has no remorse for what he did. Yeah, no. And I would also like to point out that the victims, they came from homes that were, like, your average loving homes. Yeah. Like, he was full-on manipulating these kids. It's terrible. Okay. He says he was only directly responsible for 17 of the 130 recorded deaths or reported, sorry, and had 28 others who were waiting and willing to end their lives for him. And, of course, he received love letters while in jail. Ugh. Which I think just proves how awful he was. Yeah. It always seems like the most awful ones get those. I know. So, in June of 2017, a postman named Ilya Sidorov, I don't know. These names are, like, Russian. I have no idea. Yeah. Sima? 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 Let us know. Email us. <laughs> uh, they were re- arrested in Moscow, also accused of setting up a blue whale group to encourage children to self-harm and ultimately commit suicide. He claimed to have persa- persuaded 32 children to join his group and follow commands. In June of 2018, a Russian fin- financial analyst, Nikita Nironov, was arrested for allegedly masterminding the Blue Whale Group, or game, sorry, Blue Whale Game. Nironov is suspected of grooming 10 underage girls in order to bring them to suicide, two of which, aged 14 and 17, are known to have survived. As a financial analyst, Nironov has been described as a very smart computer expert who held a large amount of contempt for teenagers, believing believing that they were wicked and deserved to die. Police reports claim that Nironov's involvement in the Blue Whale game was his hobby. And I tried to look up to see what ultimately came of that, um, but that was, I guess it was eight, 
eight or nine months ago, and I couldn't find any more reports, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he got jail time, but I believe he was facing six years jail time. Um, so this Blue Whale group did kind of blow up after a Russian media outlet picked it up, yeah. um, and they're kind of the ones that claimed it was linked to 130 um, suicides, and that was because it was this large kind of forum group that it just happened that 130 of the members had committed suicide, and it's not necessarily that this uh, forum group was promoting the Blue Whale Challenge, so people are kind of skeptical that all 130 were, and these were all Russian teenagers as well, Yeah. so they're kind of skeptical that all 130 of them had been involved in Blue Whale Group, more so that um, they were young, impressionable, depressed teenagers who likely come across similar online communities and groups and kind of magnetize towards the same things, and it's probably more of a coincidence that the Blue Whale group was only associated with, like, a few of them. Yeah. Um, but either way, like, it's really sad and unfortunate thing that had happened. Um, would just like to say if anybody is depressed or just needs to talk or reach out, um, we would be more than happy Email to us. give you, like, also, links or phone numbers. Also, for those in Canada, the kids' help phone, they help me a lot in high school. Yeah. Kind of sad they can't, I can't call them anymore. No. There is another one, though. There is. And yeah. I do use, well, I've used it once. But it was great. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, if you go on Google and type in the Blue Whale Challenge, the first thing that pops up is a suicide prevention page. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Also, I didn't know that there were forums or, like, places that where people promoted suicide until I read this book. Here I go again, talking about books, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, it's called I Was Here, and it's mm. about this girl's friend who committed suicide, and she later finds out she was on this forum where people are, like, promoting suicide. And just like you said, like, she was, like, what, 17 or 18? Yeah. And there was this, like, 30-year-old man basically telling her, oh, you don't need antidepressants, like, you don't need therapy, oh, you need to oh, die. Oh, he was grooming her. Yeah. 